Foster to Fishtown Local, where today I have one of my favorite people, one of my favorite women too, and this is Mary John Boylan, a Gloucester fixture. Welcome, Mary John. <laughs> Make me sound like a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, Gordo. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am hanging in there by a thread. Well, I always start the same way. I'm going to start the same way with you. Uh, where were you from, Marissa? Are you a Gloucester native? I am not. No, I was born and I grew up in Rochester, New York. I should have known that. That's right. Yeah. Because your brother and all of that connection to those businesses up there. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And my mother still lives there and I, I go back pretty frequently. Oh, so Gloucester's a southern climb to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. Well, it's actually really just due west. You just get on the pike and go and like... Eight hours later, luckily, you'll be there. Well, that's the difference between you and me. You <laughs> do less, and I do less. So, or clueless, as Becky, our engineer, would say. So when did you get to Gloucester? Um, well, I, uh, in the, let's see, in the, in the late 70s, um, I was married to a Rockport fellow, oh. and uh, I lived uh, in Rockport on Atlantic Avenue. It was just beautiful. You were a Rockport Rican? Yeah, I was. Wow. A Rican. And how did you, what brought you here because of this gentleman? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He was my, my, I call him my first ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's, so he, he and I bought this wonderful house on Atlantic Avenue um, on January 6th, 1978, right after we got married. Wait, it's your first ex-husband, your last ex-husband, right. and your next ex-husband. There's my <laughs> next ex-husband. Right? So instead of calling him your ex, you yeah. can call him your next, next. or your next ex. Yeah. <laughs> 30 days later, after we bought the house, the blizzard of 1978 pretty oh much destroyed God. the whole front of it and the seawall. And, um, <laughs> you know, we were, uh, it took me about a month to ask him um, if we had flood insurance. It wasn't required in those days, and we did not. And it, <gasps> we had to be, begin the process of rebuilding. But it was a little bit of a blow to the marriage. Oh. Uh, on the other hand, that's how I first met um, our mutual friend Jeffrey Rashawn. He oh. had this contracting company, the Combine. Yeah. I hired them to do the work, and yeah. yeah so yeah. oh well, our last guest, Charlie Olson, he had worked for the Combine oh, back yeah. then. Yeah, so, and uh, anyone of a certain age. Um, oh. Yeah, my second ex-husband worked for the Combine for a while. <laughs> That's great. So you went from a hurricane to a gale. Right, I did. <laughs> Jack Gale, for those of you not keeping score. Uh, well, that is fantastic. Well, uh, in case Becky doesn't know that I met Mary John, and I went to a, by going to a play at the old Blackburn Theater, I uh, think it was called the Gloucester Stage Company first. No, the Blackburn Theater Company. It was Blackburn. And I remember walking into this after party from this uh, show. And But did you have your shows at the Blackburn? Uh, we started out in 1985 at the Blackburn Tavern, and then um, a few years later, we re rehabbed um, a beautiful space in Brown's Mall. I remember that, that yeah. Russian play. I yeah. remember it was so amazing. But wait, back me up. Had Gloucester Stage been in there first, and you took over the facility, or you... Oh, at the Blackburn Tavern? You, yeah. Oh, no, it was more symbiotic than that. They were operating in the summertime, and we and they were, you know, they were kind Go of ahead. going on pretty much full time in the summer, and then when the off season arrived, we we didn't like have a f full schedule like they did. We did maybe three or four plays so from October through yeah. May. Yeah. You know. Well, you of course had between you and the Gloucester stage, the greatest. How do I put this? Patron of theater in Gloucester is Jeff 
Rishon. Oh, yeah. Because he, in the beginning, he was helping out everybody. In he fact, was. when we started the West End Theater and the right. Ocean Club, he gave us 1500 bucks to build a stage. Oh, wow. Well, he did the work then and took right. the 1500 bucks. <laughs> well, he was one of the founders of Gloucester Stage. Yeah. He, was on, he was on my board at... At uh, Blackbird, at Blackbird too. So I said all three, and, and we're just, and we're on the board together yeah. at Gloucester Stage now. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, good. Full circle. Because yeah, I remember we've got there the was bug, a time you know, no <laughs> where everybody got went away right. and then came back. Right. So that's, that's well, these good. things go in cycles. Yeah. Oh well, of course they do. Yeah. But I think he's just great. I mean, I do he too. does it out of just love for the city yeah. and the arts. Mm-hmm. So I'm very. And so the point I was trying to make to Becky was I walk into this after party. I think it could have been on Rocky Neck. I'm not sure. There was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen sitting there named Mary John Boyle. Oh, and this <laughs> other guy who was kind of grumpy and irascible, not appreciating that his wife had a huge crowd around her. And he's like, Mary John, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that. And I'm going like, who is that? <laughs> who was it? And her husband, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> her husband didn't give me the time of day. Oh. And, uh, you know, and of course, Gloucester Stage in those days didn't give an ordinary mortal the time of day either. So, yeah. but you did. Yeah. You no, wanted I, to I talk went... theater, and I wanted to talk about the play that yeah. I had just seen. And so we'd gotten in a big discussion. I remember going out because I was single then. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and, uh huh. Yeah. Were so, you really? Oh my gosh. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I wasn't because yeah. is this 79? This is. No, it would have been a little later than that. Then, I think okay. Was, then yeah. I was. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, I. Came back in 79 with yeah. my wife. <laughs> oh, that's great. And yeah. then you, why did you, weren't you the manager, the actual uh, stager, producer at the Gloucester stage? Uh, yeah, I was. When we, um, the Blackburn Theater was not financially viable. Right. And, um, <laughs> what it, theater is. <laughs> right. I mean, this one really wasn't. The move to, um, the move to Brown's Mall uh, probably wasn't very prudent. It cost us mm, a lot of money to do it, that. and because you had to fix the place up again. Yes, too. we had to. Yeah. We had, yeah, we were. Yeah, we we'd sunk ourselves with that one, and um, it, it it was just hard to move the audience from the Blackburn Tavern oh, to this yeah. other place. It's hard to move a theater, yeah. and and we had at that point we had our our, our first child, um, Olivia, and. Um, <laughs> It just we decided to uh, to close the theater and the and Gloucester Stage was at that point looking for a managing director. So um, if just, you can't beat them, yeah, join them, right? right. And also, I'm, I'm their biggest yeah. fan anyway. Yeah. And mean, Jeffrey also was a conduit, yeah. but go between, as they said. Right. So yeah. they then said, um, "You are going to." Yeah, run this place. Run this place yes. and get some people in and do everything in those days. Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah it was it was quite a ride. It was Be- from about 1990 to 90. Three and at that point it was uh, we had two children and um, oh. they were losing weight <laughs> they were never seeing their mother. They never said, "Who is that person?" <laughs> Your mom. Yeah, and you were living on Rocky Neck then. In yes, the, yeah. but not in the house with the dentals, was it? Yes, that was one. Wow, you were lucky to be in that. I like that house. To have yeah. that house in right. those days. Well, there was an affordable period where Gloucester real estate got affordable for a second yeah. before it then exploded again. <clears throat> Rocky Neck particularly. Oh, was... I loved that house, that blue house. Yeah. Um, just to uh, disclosure, I was in a carpool with Mary John, and yeah. we would go to that house every day, and right. the kids would come, do, 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 do. I just always <laughs> love that. And then you, you, you built a house behind it and got right, rid of on that Watson one. Street, yeah. And I liked that other house, but it was never yeah. like that. Well, it didn't Historic have quite the, 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 sto- the, the yeah. soul. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Now, 
What What was your favorite show you produced or you uh, did four years of? Oh, at Gloucester Stage? Mm-hmm. Or what are some of the ones I might oh, remember? Uh, I, I, Strong Man Week? Uh, yeah, I, I, that, was, that was a good one. I, 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 of Israel's plays, I, I really like Park Your Car and Harvard Yard. Okay, that was then. Yeah. A wonderful play. I've actually yeah. uh, 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 seen that uh, twice. Once I... Um, no, no. I actually I didn't produce either one, either one of those productions. Okay. One was at the Blackburn, and one was at the New Space after oh. I was managing. Oh, but okay. my claim to fame is that my my uh, the same my same cat was in both productions, eighteen years apart. <laughs> <laughs> you mean yeah. live on stage? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's great. And she knew it cold by the second time. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't actually like being on stage. And after you know, it, it, she was just a little kitten when she yeah. did it first. She wasn't really right for the part. Mm-hmm. She got she got cut after the first round of auditions. <laughs> and but they couldn't find anybody that would come to the theater every night and and bring their cat. That's and right. so they called me back, and I, I brought her to the theater every night. And, well, had you brought her when you were to work too? So she was used to the place or oh no uh-huh. no no no, okay. no no yeah and it um no this was when it was at the blackburn tavern. oh right. right okay right yeah so uh, e- years later um when they did it again i, I said well turbo's now old enough <laughs> to play the part and israel said funny thing so am i you know because it's an old guy in the play <laughs> right. um and, and I, israel I, is israel horowitz for those who horowitz. don't know horowitz sorry <laughs> i did get my w's and my v's but for those of you by now who don't know that yeah it's like so well, I would I would bring her to the theater every night and um, or when actually after the first three nights it, it, I could, you could see the wheels spinning in her brain I've done this before I don't think I like it so she started hiding on me so I did this thing where every night I was running around Rocky Neck looking cat. looking for any cat <laughs> and bringing good. it to the theater and the poor guy you know when he'd start Act Two he'd went like well, who am I going to get tonight <laughs> that is terrific well yeah. how did your uh, association uh, sever? So let's put it. Uh, why did you leave? Oh, um, well, like I said, it was um, it, it was it was not a good fit for me in my in my life then because I had two little children. Uh, I wasn't making enough money. I, yeah. I, I was an attorney. I'd mm-hmm. left the practice of law for a few oh. years to do theater full time, mm-hmm. and it felt like it was time to go back. Um, yeah. I I I just. They were like I think one and four when I uh, when well, I made that decision. You also have an artistic bent towards your shows, and here you were doing the more get the people there, get the word out. Because Israel himself was the artistic director, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was just the managing. You director. were the man, and don't well, ever say just because yeah. that's a hell of a job. It is, a, right? Yeah, but it's not. I didn't make any artistic decisions. Yeah. No, I was trying to you know just keep the place going and put all the elements of the production together and, and when you left did that strange fellow from new york come in he did ian yeah, was supposed to yeah ian he, McCall. yeah, yeah. He, he was originally going to come in as the development director but with my departure he he took over the you know the whole the whole thing yeah but he had been at the dance company yeah. and so he'd obviously organized the- i want to make a i want to make a uh a point here, though, that um, Gloucester Stage, uh, it wasn't like we were doing the edgy stuff and they were doing um, something else. They 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 really, I thought, set the standard for doing new plays. And they, they did just, and still do, wonderful, wonderful stuff. That's why I... I love that place, and I'm so happy to be involved with well, it. Well, it's it's a kind of theater can it converts so easily to different things. Yeah, and you can do edgy plays with edgy sets in yeah. there, and you can do standard, you know, importance of being earnest kind sure. of plays if yeah. you wanted to in there. Yeah. 
I love working there. I I got involved first in one of the Scrooge and Marleys. Right, and I remember that. And then I did that. three or four and then them. five. I played everybody. Yeah, you played Bob Cratchit. Cratchit. You yeah. played Bob Marley. Yeah, I played uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley. I like that. <laughs> They should change the Jacob names in Marley. there to Bob Morley and <laughs> and just Cratchit. Right. <laughs> it's a single name instead of Mark, so it could be Scrooge and Cratchit. Right. Now, has Israel ever done his hit in Gloucester? Which one? The Indian Wants the Bronx. No. That's what I thought. Yeah. We've I never mean, done it here. I mean, that was his hit because... The, well, that I'm was not, the one that he, I, I, I believe, I'm I'm not uh, an official um, Harvard's historian, but I'm certainly, you know, pretty, really familiar with his uh, career as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that was the one that sort of launched him. I had, I studied dramatic literature in college mm-hmm. because they wouldn't let you major in acting. Oh, okay. And so I read all these plays and I had these anthologies of plays and then you'd go buy these little more edgy ones that they assigned. Yeah. And that's where I... First ever read it was that I read it in this book that had the zoo story and the Indian wants the Bronx and Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other new plays. And, uh, you know, because they actually were using like David Mamet too. uh, Although they were before David Mamet. Mm -hmm. They were using, you know, swearing, picking their noses, you know, method acting. Right. If you want to burp, you burp, you know. And uh, so it was that new edgy kind of thing. It was the first time they talked about racial, you know, they basically kill the guy because he's an Indian. Yeah. You know. And uh, that was shocking. Right. Who was the woman who was murdered in New York? And no uh, one Kitty Genovese. Kitty Genovese. That was Genevieve. the same time, yeah, that that was going on. And that's why Israel's play was so timely, too, yeah. is that suddenly, oh, the shock of society. In right. Okay, now I want to go back for a second to the other place, the Browns Mall place. Yeah. You really created a magnificent space Thanks. because I remember going like where did this place come from in my memory it's probably bigger than it really is it was I'm, pretty big it was huge and you built that bunch of did Jack do all the work you built yeah I've got to say I can't really take responsibility for and, yeah. either the design or the execution yeah. I I lumped a lot of um you know wood and materials and things in yeah. there and and Helped and painted and all that, but they, the 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 it was it was Jack's brainchild. There you go. I remember yeah. going in there. It was a basketball court. Yeah, <laughs> it was it so was, big. Set right, up in it there. was huge, and it, but, it was a wonderful theater to work in. Oh, it had but great it was, acoustics. It was and, hard. You know how some locations in Gloucester they never seem to keep the business going that yes, long, and right. there's no, you know, and then you'll see five different iterations, and then you say like, hey, don't you get it? That yeah. spot's a loser spot. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I felt about that. The side door uh, entrance on whatever that's Elm. St- Elm Street and uh, not a whole lot of parking although at night there's more opportunity mm. downtown but I remember it was I remember being so impressed at how big and beautiful what was that Russian play it was a Russian fable and it had oh um, the Sun Princess and her deliverer yes yeah did you produce that or was that an outside company uh, that was the the Children's Theater and Residence at Mosley Park then they go. they yeah they because um, it was full blown, right? We fully produced ready. it, at, yeah. yeah. But they they couldn't do anything in the yeah. winter, so um, and I wanted to do a play for children yeah. in the winter, but not a you know a, a, something a little different. Yeah. And this was this was uh, well. I remember that strange way you'd enter, where you sort of came either up the stairs or in the elevator to that room with all the carpeting and gray carpets, and then there were a couple of holding rooms. But if the door wasn't open to go in, we yeah. were all sort of scrunched up in these right. little in two that, or three rooms waiting to go in. And uh, but I did a play with you that I can still remember the name. Closing up the camp. Closing up the camp was, was part of reading. our reading series. Yeah. Yes. Although I memorized it, and oh. uh, <laughs> but I, 
<laughs> so the other people hated me. And, uh, I, serious, I seriously doubt that, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but did you direct that or did Jack? Um, I actually oh, don't just, remember no, who directed it. someone else. It was an outside. It was I think it might have been um, yeah. Nona Porter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think you were 100% right. Yeah. And her, she and her brother used to play in the softball games in the 60s that mm-hmm. Jonathan Pope would throw out on our... Remember those games? Did you play in those games? Mm-mm. They were nuts. And there were even fistfights. Because, wow. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I missed them. Well, we were a bunch of carpenters, <laughs> and they didn't like each other. I, this guy named Winnie, I don't remember his last name, Punching Jerry Klinow, who was uh, <laughs> one of the uh, cameramen for this place. And he had like a $300 glove in the 60s that was a professional glove. And I remember... Uh, that Winnie was always so jealous of him because all he Jerry was good, but he wasn't great. But he would just throw the glove up like that, and the ball would be vacuum cleaned right into it from wherever he was. <laughs> He'd go, "Come over here, ball!" and change direction, go to the. Winnie had, but I remember the fist fight and Jonathan breaking it up. And I was going like, "Wow, this is Gloucester. Welcome to Gloucester." <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about now. You are the legal counsel, if not legal arm, of Gloucester Housing Authority, right? Yes, but I'm also, um, I'm actually the regional counsel for about 30 housing authorities in Essex County. So it's a little bit, it's a bigger job than just Gloucester. Yes, because it used to be just Gloucester, right? No, no, it started out this way. Actually, it started out with, I had over 50, because I had part of Middlesex County as well. But then they uh, hired an attorney from Middlesex County. Essex County only. Yeah. So do you deal with Lawrence, Lowell, the whole district? I I do. I represent pretty much all the housing authorities except, um, well, Lowell's in Middlesex. Uh, That's right. Except for That's right. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence right. Uh, Beverly, Salem, Peabody. There's a few that I don't do. They're big enough to have their own. Because they have their own, their own city yeah. one. I imagine yeah. Salem would be its own. Salem's oh one, yeah. Oh, my God. That must be the biggest one. Yeah, but know. I have the smaller yeah. ones plus Gloucester. Well, we used to do uh, Essex County team soccer, and I remember some of those towns who we went to, like Groveland yeah. and things like that. Those are in those your Those are district. my guys. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Right. West Newbury. Yeah, they're and, mine too. <laughs> so you actually do a lot of driving around. Yes. Oh. Well, I'm in I'm in courts um, often three days a week. I'm in Lynn for the um, for the housing authorities in that area on Tuesdays, and then I'm that in Salem on Wednesdays. That must be a huge and... business. Or is that you do Lynn too, or just that court? Oh, I do, oh no, I do that court. But you don't have to deal um, with like their re- caseload. Like Swampscott, Saugus, yeah. the, you know, w- the ones that are down there. And then on Wednesdays, I'm in Salem. That's Gloucester, Rockport, Manchester, Essex. But um, I would think Lynn itself would have so many cases yeah, like I don't, Salem. I, but I don't represent You don't have to that. do yeah. that. Good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's just where the court is. Yeah. And, and then, then I'm then, in Lawrence on Thursdays. And that's and the ones that are... And too, or uh, that's not... No. Only, okay. I'm only in housing court. It's just... Uh, yeah. And so the housing court, it's the same people. They, they ride circuit. Oh, that's right. Because it's not superior court. What's the other one called? District. Yeah. Up in Newburyport. Yeah, that's right. And so what is your day? Fighting for the rights of tenants, mostly? No, what it is 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 trying to salvage uh, tenancies that have gone wrong. You know, we're we're dealing with a population that's um, challenged in a lot of ways. I mean, everybody's everybody's low income. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, often the reasons for that um, are... There's no simple answer. Yeah. Sometimes it's a disability. Sometimes yeah. there's an addiction. Sometimes um, guy gets laid off. And right. Just afraid yeah. To, yeah. But they oh uh, they they have way more challenges than people that aren't poor. And oh, um, totally. sometimes the tendencies get into yeah. trouble as a result. And a lot of them aren't uh, you know, fast are graduates, so they right. don't. You know they. Yeah. 
These don't are know where they, to turn, yeah, so they're I'm, they're all they're they're. I I really um, have an enormous amount of affection for the people that I I meet through the through the court process. They're well, thank God you do because yeah. if you're going to be there to educate and represent and either oh, yeah, help them or tell them this is what you right. have to do to conform. Well, that's more like that. I because yeah. I represent the housing authorities, and if. Right. Um, they're either not represented by counsel or they're represented by uh, legal services. In a case of somebody that is um, obviously uh, disabled, I wouldn't ever even have a, a conversation unless I could get them an attorney to, to, to help. Is the housing authority, are they the landlords or are these private yeah. landlords? They are, right. So yeah. it's like here, if you're on the list yeah. to sign up to get, the, uh, I see. So sometimes you're very, your employer is the bad guy. Um, yeah, well, they're not really the bad guy. What they're okay. doing is they're 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 pro providing housing for people, but their issues their rules. Yeah. issues come up. You know, like for example, if if there's you know a drug bust, and yeah. or if there's an overdose, or if one of the uh, a guest of one of the tenants breaks into another unit okay. or whatever, and yeah. um, you know, it's we also have elderly buildings and you know an elderly population is particularly vulnerable oh, I'll and, and i'll bet there are points where no one's done the dishes for two months and the housing and the housing authority has to say hey we love you but you this place is squalid and yeah. you've got to do something about it and even if we help you clean it up you got to keep it cleaned sometimes it's as simple as um you know it, the 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 properties are not heavily built mm -hmm. and and so noise is a, an issue for example <sighs> And one of the things I really admire about um, our tenants is that they um, they acclimate themselves to um, living in very close proximity to others. And I don't know I don't know that I could do it as well as they do. Wow. But they 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 learn yeah. they learn to live together. Sometimes it doesn't work. You know, there's too much noise often because of a disability or an addiction or something like mm -hmm. that. And that's where you have to get creative and try to find uh, help, you know, uh, through some kind of a reasonable accommodation, either maybe making adjustments to the unit itself, getting the person some help, maybe moving them to uh, a, a, a unit in a different location, that kind of thing. Wow, you really have to be like Solomon. Yeah. Solomonic, as well, they say. Yeah, it's... it's well, in, in, that, in light of that, since we don't have a whole lot more time, in, because you are sort of a housing professional, what is your opinion, going from the past to the present to the future, of the fuller project with the affordable housing is that the kind of thing you think will happen or you think they'll finesse it or what i don't know if it will happen i i uh, and i can't mm. i can't speak for the housing authority right. they've already gone on record i believe before the council no i wouldn't ask you to speak but for the uh, my own yeah, my own personal yeah. uh, feeling as a citizen and as somebody that cares about housing and also i'm a member of the affordable housing trust there you go. um we we have a um uh, an inclusionary housing requirement when a developer does a big project like this, mm -hmm. that a certain number of units have to be set aside for affordable housing. And that isn't contemplated here. He says he can't afford to do it. He yeah. says it's not feasible. And um, we're now up to uh, a donation, a potential donation to the Affordable Housing Trust of 1.5 million. Right. And they're talking about, you know, using it to leverage the building of affordable units. I actually... You mean uh, elsewhere? Or uh, else, yeah, elsewhere, of course. Th yeah. That was I don't think that's what the law intended. I think no. they wanted the... It, part it, of the, it, yeah. Part of the developments. Yeah. And also, you can't build the 30 units. That's what it would be. 
for that kind of money. Yeah, of course. That's right. It's all if you got the thing of infrastructure, you can add the units. But you're right, starting from scratch. It's it's not it it yeah. The affordable housing trust couldn't possibly find a developer that could build those units. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or the or the land or whatever for that kind of money. And even even then, I don't think the developer's math is right. Well, if you look at his math, it's 1.8 million. Not that that's enough either, but. It's 1.5 is 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 way short of the mark just on his own numbers. Yeah. Um, but what I would, uh, I'm not. Sh- I, I don't think that's a great site for such a huge project. And um, mm. but I really feel deeply disappointed that they're not seriously talking about yeah. putting in affordable. I think the fact there was only one bid or RFP or whatever it's called. I think that has like. Trump, he suddenly feels I can bargain. Right. Hey, we can walk away, and then what are you going to do, Gloucester? Yeah, so, something else. What will Gloucester <laughs> do? Yeah, something else. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think some of us feel like, well, the first project that Mr. Park did wasn't ever finished. No. And you go up there, and you come out of the thing, and they are staring straight ahead of you is that lot as you look back towards the bridge from, uh, let's say, Marshalls or uh, Ace Hardware, and you look straight out, and it's like, wait, there's not even parking lot there. You know, there's some lot, and then there's just weeds and crickets. Put 30 units of affordable housing there. But, of course, as they'd say, well, uh, you know, next to their 200 across the street, they'd say, well, then it's like what you said. No, we can't afford to build just the 30 freestanding. Right. Wow. How about the, um, uh, off the subject of housing, but do you have any opinions uh, for your neighborhood and the new East Gloucester School proposal? Or Oh, wow. Um, I, uh, I'm really concerned about a development at, at, at Swenson's, or what do you call it, the Pines. The, the um, Pines, yeah. yeah it, it's it's such a beautiful area, and oh. as a as a, a neighbor to that mm-hmm. uh, space, it's it's precious to the I also think there's another issue that you know is going to become a factor. What are we going to do with the old school space afterwards? Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a subject of, I don't want to say abuse, it won't be malfeasance, but suddenly people are going to try to make money on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I say, well, that's why I feel we got St. Anne's. Mm-hmm. Build it there. Do a tear down. Put it there. And you've already put spent... East Gloucester School at St. Anne's. No, put <laughs> move the kids into St. Anne's. Build it like oh, West Parish. Yeah, have them there. Then you can build it on the same location, but give up a year and a half, and have the kids still. You know, hey, see you in a couple of years, kids. It would no. be nice to keep it on the same site. Wouldn't that it? That, yeah. it really, that site, I think, really works well. Even yeah. the people that live right on Davis and Division Streets are... are They've gotten used to it. And you know, yeah. I, they support it. Yeah, yeah, they support it, exactly. And, uh, you know, coming from Veterans Neighborhood, it's way closer than coming to Swinson's. Yeah. I, I guess I had it wrong. I thought they were going to be coming up Mount Pleasant Avenue, turning right on Marble Street or Road. Well, I or think whatever, they're now talking about the other high popples. High popples, or whatever it is. yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's so far. You have to go all the way to the back shore. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I mean, those poor people that live there at the end of uh, High Popples and Mayfair and yeah. all that. And uh, Yeah, they, they wouldn't be too happy yeah. with that arrangement. I wonder if they all know, too. I have a friend who lives there. He didn't have a clue. Oh, really? And I was going, do you realize they're going to just pulverize your neighborhood here with school buses and yeah. cars? And he was like, where? I yeah. said, Mayfair. That's <laughs> where they're coming in. So, well, I so appreciate you coming today. And uh, it is great to get perspective, past, present, future. Wish we could talk more, but the demanding uh, engineer we have. 
Becky Tober. <laughs> she's waving her fist in my face right now. I, I think I, everybody ought to know that she's sitting there very calmly <laughs> smiling at us. I think she has a good time, though. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Gordo. This was really fun to come, great. and uh, it's always good to see you. Yeah. All right, Gloucester. Thank you for coming. And we will see and hear you next time on Fishtown Local. And I'm your host, Gordon Baird. <laughs>